Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
All right. Welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. I can't believe we're in the second week of January. This month is already starting to fly by. Even though the work week felt really long, the weekends seem to come and go quicker and quicker as we get older. But right there, some attack. And we went old school with the, the first record with Slayer's Blade. It seems like over the last year, the only thing I've played by attack was off of the Giants of Canaan record. I really haven't gone back to the old days. And what a great record that was, Battle at Helm's Deep. Different sound than album at the time. I miss those days, you know. I really do. You know, and uh, I believe Bob may be on the show uh, next month or the month after that. I forgot when I spoke to him. Uh, uh, they got a new record coming out, and uh, we'll talk to him all about that. Also, Attacker is working on their follow-up to the Giants of Canaan record, and I'm sure that'll be out this year. We'll have those guys back on the show again. All right, but tonight, Sean Pilata for Final Sign is our guest. I tell you, this is a, the first time in a long time that we've only had one guest a week. Two weeks in a row. I can't believe it. It's, it doesn't happen too often around here. We're usually overloaded with guests, but I kind of like it because it gives us more time to chit-chat and to, uh, you know, play a lot more music because uh, the interviews take up a lot of time. All right. Uh, well, like I was saying last week, if you listen to the Metal Matinee, we're down to the last 12 Metal Matinees. It's going to wrap up at the end of March, and I think then we're going to expand the Sunday show an extra hour to three hours uh, to make up for the hour that we won't be doing on Thursday anymore. So we'll see when we get a little closer to that. But right now, my partner in crime is back in the house. Mr. Tommy Falanga, how are you, my friend? How you doing there, Mikey? Hanging What's going in there, on? Hanging in there. How's everything? I know. How's well, everything? I, I figure now that football season is pretty much, you know, uh, in the bag outside of, you know, oh, the playoff done. Super Bowl. Yeah, it's done for me, you know, at least, well, you know. Well, it was, done, it was actually done for the Giants, I think, the second game of the year. But uh, we won't get into that. Yeah. That's another story altogether. <laughs> it's good. It's good to have you back on here again. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, so. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. we uh, we uh, lost a big one this this time. Almost you as sure big did. a deal. Almost as big uh, a I deal, know. man. I know. We did a little uh, mini tribute last week. Played a lot of Motorhead throughout yeah, the show. I li- I li- yeah, so. I, I heard it during the week. It was very nice. Yeah, so, I mean, oh, everybody else man. is doing these long tribute shows. But, you know, come on, let's face it. I mean, we're all getting older. We're all going to die one day. People take it as a shock, like when he died. I mean, come on. No, man. no, yeah. it's not a shock. It's just that you didn't realize how much of a a loss it is. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, you know I, mean? I felt I like mean, that deal went, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, it's like, yeah. with, you know, with, with Ronnie James Dio. I mean, come on. And that was just this, just... That was even worse, but I think because it was so much more sudden, you know? Yeah. You know, like yeah. he just got that cancer and he just didn't know when it was going to happen. This was, you know, like it, you knew he was getting old and he, he abused his body and all that, but he lived fast, man. Like they, you know, like you said, you know, live fast, die young. You yeah. know, like, well, not young, but <laughs> live fast, die old, but <laughs> not that old. Not- Jesus. Well- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, you know, we all want we want to go past seventy. I mean, come on, you know. Hell yeah! But somebody I'm not looking who to go abused this. No, exactly. I want to be fucking a hundred, man. Oh yeah. I, I told my wife because you know she's always talking about like you know we got to sign papers saying that you know if anything happens you know don't keep us on life yeah. support or whatever. And my wife just wants to go peacefully with her time. I'm like, listen, when it, if I'm in that position, I don't care if you got to put car batteries in the hospital room with jumpers. You yeah. keep that machine going for as long as put up solar panels. I don't care what you have to do. 
Don't let that plug go but, out. I don't care how you got to keep I mean, me going. Just keep me going. Just need like a uh, like a lasagna tray with like battery acid and your head. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> you know, and then just put the fucking telephone, put all that fucking kazari on your fucking head, the headphones <laughs> and the, the microphone, and just dial me into the fucking Blog Talk Radio at six p.m. on fucking Sunday night. That's it. That's all we got to do. <laughs> oh God! I hear that. But that what do you call it? That tribute, oh. the uh, the televised tribute, was really good. I and I didn't know how good it was going to be. I mean, you know, there was some, you know, I mean, it was live on friggin' YouTube. That's pretty cool. You know, I don't, I don't know if I think maybe one other time I've heard of something live on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, it's not too often. I guess you can do it uh, if you have the capabilities yeah. to to make it happen. I know and, uh, I saw the Scorpions when Scorpions played uh, Barclays. They did it, but it wasn't it wasn't YouTube. It was another company. I forget the name of the company. I don't know if it was Vimo uh, or Vimo, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's owned by the music company, the music labels. Yeah, that you can understand, yeah, you know. But yeah, this was yeah. actually YouTube, and I was just like, and then everybody's like, well, it's going to start at five. Then they said five thirty. And one one bar in Jersey was advertising, come and check us, check it out ever at the bar, you know. And I was just like, well, you know, if I had more people and, you know. But, um, and then they said six. And they must have been, they must have had the inside scoop because it didn't start until like 10, quarter to six, you know. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get a chance to uh, check it out. Oh yeah, you gotta check it. You gotta check. Yeah, no, it. I didn't get it. Really I went to I went to I go mean, see uh, the guys at Venom last night in Manhattan. They went. They played last night. The guys at Venom Inc. So I was. Oh, over okay, there. Inc. Right. Okay, Venom Inc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't I saw, get a chance. I saw but a I'm video. Sure uh, I saw a video on the internet where they played down in Virginia, and uh, uh, John from Raven jumped up on stage with them. John was there last night did. too. Him and his him and his wife yeah, were there last night. Yeah. And, uh, I saw and, uh, I Russ, saw that on Facebook yeah. that he made it into New York City. That's like what? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. He came yeah. in last night to hang out, and Russ Tippins from Satan was also there. Uh, it was pretty oh, cool. Wow, a lot of people. Were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nice, not bad, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Very it was a late nice. start, but shitty night. But you know, pretty cool. Mm. Pretty, pretty wow. cool, I have to say. All right, well, let me see Excellent. here. Excellent. We got we to do something here. I know we got to get some music on. I got to get some shit together yeah. over here. I forgot what I wanted to do, but let me get on a song, and I'll dig up what I was looking for. But uh, here's Jack okay. Panza, Iron Shadows. The band is going to be playing on the 70,000 Tons of Metal cruise, I guess, coming up whenever it is this year, I guess, in the spring or the summer. I don't know when the hell they have that anymore, but uh, they'll be one of the bands on the cruise off here. Into cruising, you get a whole bunch of guys with hairy bodies in a hot tub. Go check it out, Jack Panzer Beyond the Hotel. It's Iron Shadows. <laughs>
All right, there you go. Satan with Blades of Steel. I had to play that because a friend uh, asked me for a copy of the reissue. Uh, I think from 2007 or 2009. I think there were two of them. And I sent them over there. And this is a much better sounding version than the original album. I really yeah. like that. T, you back? Yeah. I got to check to make sure you, I got to make sure you don't, you're not, just, you know, you're not going anywhere. You know, you never know if, if like, you know, like a water polo game is going to break out. And you're going to take off to go watch it. I got to keep an eye on you. Well, you know, I'm a competitive guy, you know. I understand. You know, I, I haven't watched sports since I was like a kid. The only thing I watch is the Dart League, the, the, Dart, the, Dart, the Dart League from England, the Premier League. I love that. But wow. they show it like at 3 in the morning, 5 in the morning. I guess because nobody's either interested or that's where all the drunks are coming out of the barn. That you know, I figure they'll keep watching the sports. But I, I love that league. That. Like the announcer. Oh, you got to watch it. The announcer for the Premier League is the best. Yeah. This guy is like classic, you know, classic announcer. You got to watch it. I get, I love it. Plus, it moves along really mm. quick. It's a bunch of fat guys with beer in the hand throwing darts at the board. It's like boom, 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 and it's over, you know? They're very good, gotta, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy that. It's the only thing I still watch today. Hey, listen, I was, I was bouncing around some of the news feeds and, uh, I mean, I mean, it's like the so it seems like Blabbermouth and Brave is just running out of things to put on the on the website. Like in the last two weeks, every member of Anthrax has talked about the Paris terror attacks, even though it's like really old now. And they're still talking yeah. about like how they wouldn't take that bullshit from nobody. Like each member has a yeah. separate interview, like kind of stretch it out, I guess. Now Charlie yeah, Benante yeah, yeah. is on it talking about how everybody's a critic. Everybody has something negative to say about, you know, your music that you post. And, you know, and I'm like, well, maybe if you put good music out, they wouldn't be critical of it and they wouldn't put it down. That would be the first right. step, but then I can't get music criticized by putting something good out, which they haven't done in friggin' two decades, in my opinion, if not more than that. I mean, to me, Fistful yeah. of Metal was the last good record that Ben, in my opinion, put out. But he just talks a lot of shit, that guy. I mean, I don't know what it is about him. For a guy who's done all the shit that he's done, and maybe just keep quiet a little bit, but I, I don't get it. And then as far as the person that runs the Anthrax page or the website, always comes on with a comment and a response to everything people say negative about them, which makes them look even more desperate. They have to defend themselves over everything that they, they kind of say or do. I mean, yeah. I, I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm making something out of nothing. I don't know. Yeah, that's how you feel, man. Yeah, well, I, you know what it is? They are the band that follows every trend that comes out. If if, if rap is popular, Anthrax is doing a rap metal song. Grunge, they're getting grungy. Alternative, they're getting alternative. They've never stood true to any of the things that they've ever done. They constantly go with every fad that comes out in metal. And what happens a couple of years ago, the classic sound of the 80s is coming back again, the early sound. Now they're a classic metal band again. Next year, it'll be freaking, you know, funk metal. There'll be a funk metal band. They have no morals whatsoever when it comes to, like, standing by their music. They just go with whatever the fuck is happening out there. Yeah. And I, I hate you. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I hate not, that. Plus, I just, just think, I just think, I just think Charlie is a dick. We interviewed him on the show. And he put me on hold for, like, 10 fucking minutes in the middle of the interview. You know, so you can go talk yeah. to somebody else. I mean, he's just a rude, inconsiderate guy. The band sucks donkey balls as far as I'm concerned. I, I can't stand them. I absolutely hate them. I wish Neil Turbo would put out a new record fine just so they could have something out there to, to stick up their ass. Yeah, yeah. I guess it didn't work for him recently. He's nah. Been <laughs> He's been in the studio for 75 years working on that record. It's got to come out sooner or later. Yeah, you got to get the music out. And uh, I'm sure you saw with uh, the thing with Chris Holmes talking about how Lemmy didn't want him to be in Motorhead because he would upstand them oh <laughs> on God. stage. That guy, we ran into him at that NAMM show like five years ago, and he was like, you know, yeah. a little off the wall then. He didn't have to say much. I mean, he's yeah. like really like, you know, he's really out of it now. I mean, he's like completely gone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if you read that whole article. Did you read that whole article? I just said that he said that they that Lemmy would be afraid that he'd be upstaged or something. But Lemmy yeah. don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? No, he, you know, you're not gonna upstage Lemmy no matter who you are. God could be standing next to him on that stage and he wouldn't have been, you know, standing up for anybody. But he like his response to him was like kind of like kind hearted in a way where he's like, Well, you know, you'll you'll be in front of me getting a lot of attention. Kind of well, Lemmy was saying that, you know, like, uh, I can't have you in the band because, you know, you're a showman. You'll be he was, like, being kind to him, like, you know, even though he wanted uh, to say, you're a fucking lunatic, you know, probably. What the hell you talking about? But he gave him, like, a kind – at least that's his version of it. Who knows if that was really said or not? I mean, nobody knows now, you know, and that guy's really off the wall, you know. So, I mean, you saw the videos that guy made for his – the last couple of songs he put out, those, those homemade oh videos he made. God, it's so, it's so juvenile. <laughs> It's like a oh my it's god! Like a, it's like a junior high school uh, project, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh my god, he's definitely had way too many drinks. That guy, <laughs> amongst other things. Wow. And even if he doesn't drink anymore, his mind is definitely poisoned. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, he burnt out whatever he has left up there. It's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> uh, I tell you something else. You know what I've been working on? I've been watching a lot of Japanese porn lately. You know. And uh, really? the, the pitch that, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I like the way they moan, you know, it's like that little moan, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't take the pixelization anymore. The pixelization is killing me of all the private parts. I mean, you'll find yeah, a few yeah, here yeah. and there that are like, on, I, I'm trying to work on like a digital box. Like, you never know those RF switches used to put in the back ETV for the video games. Right. Something right, that can right. un, un unpixelate the Japanese porn. Well, you I mean, it'll I, do, I think it'll unpixelate just the private parts and everything else will be pixelated. Pixelate the rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let me let me make a note of that. Uh, I have to work on unpixelating and non-pixelating the rest of it. Because <laughs> I tell you, they got some really, you know, they got some banging women. Those Japanese porns, you know. Yeah, they're very pretty, very pretty girls. Yeah. Plus, I love because most of the Japanese guys got small dicks, so it kind of makes you feel like you know you're welcome than you want them when you watch one of those, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna unpixelate those things one way or the other. It's like the old days you used to watch the dirty movies on HBO when you had the antenna on the roof and it was all scrambled because you didn't pay for it right, anymore. Right, you had right. to kind of like watch it between the scramble. We'll work yeah, on that. We'll like, figure something. You gotta out. like tilt your head and squint your eyes and like, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, if I could figure that out, that'll be the invention of the year. If I could figure out how to unpixelate the Japanese porn. I'll tell you. I don't know. I was I was like trying, trying to figure out why they they they'll make the porn, but you just yeah. can't watch it. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a cultural thing. You know, maybe that's why. Uh, yeah. But actually, I read somewhere that there were laws on the books that, you know, like from like. God no, probably like thousands of years ago, based on whatever porn was back then to them, that you know they couldn't they couldn't show anything like that, even if it was artwork back then. But then, like after right. we bombed the shit out of them, and we kind of like you know were able to get in there, and make some like you know uh, I guess rules of war with them, we kept that banned, and we let a lot of things lifted, and they've never changed it since then, from what I understand. So maybe we got to start writing yeah. the Japanese government. This is you know this could definitely be a big thing, you know. Yeah, but like all they got to do really is do it like, uh, remember the old Playboy Network where they wouldn't show any penetration, so they would like, yeah, block. yeah, they'd actually bring you know up the, the bottom of the screen so you wouldn't see the yeah. penetration, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yep. like there'd be a big brown spot at the bottom of your t black spot at the bottom of your TV, you know. 
Uh, I can't, it just it, it just bothers me. It just it just it just takes away from the experience, you know. And it, yeah. I, I just don't well, like you know it. You know, maybe you gotta, do, I mean, what's the difference between Japanese and Korean or Korean? I just look for another Asian type. Oh uh, no 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 no! There's a big difference. There's a you look at a, a, a Chinese one, a Korean one, and you could tell exactly by the face. It's completely different. And I do. I it's do like Japanese women. They're a lot prettier. You're right. It, exactly. It's all different. When I look at the Chinese ones, the Korean ones, I feel like I'm in a nail salon getting my nails done. Uh, I yeah, want to watch the yeah, Japanese yeah. ones. That's what I want. Yeah, and we're going to yeah, figure yeah. out a way of unscrambling this. Maybe we just need to write the Japanese government and get on top of them about this. Yeah, I'm sure they'll address that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start a go. I'm going to start a GoFundMe page and uh, <laughs> work on this. We'll get this accomplished. Hey, that's not a bad idea. No, not at all. All right. Well, GoFundMe. that's that's tomorrow's project. Today we got a show to do. We'll work on that tomorrow. <laughs> I'll get that accomplished. All right. Right now, uh, my good friends uh, from Anger Resort, they've got a brand new record out. We had Steve on the show a couple of months back. It's going to be out this March. The last time he was on, I butchered the shit up out of the title. I completely pronounced it wrong. And I'm probably going to do the same again today. So I'm going to need him on here to give me the exact pronunciation. Because you got to do it like that Spanish tongue. And he has that. Like he can like roll those words off, you know, and it, and it doesn't like uh, come off that way with uh, my Brooklyn accent. But I believe it's ad mortem festinimus if I got it right this time. And I'm probably got it wrong anyway. But brand new record coming out soon. We'll have the guys back on the show when that happens. They were supposed to be here about a month ago to play, but they were waiting for the album to come out. So I'm sure they'll be back here in the spring. And I know my boys in Ruthless, they're going to be here this summer. I'm looking forward to seeing them also. But right now, it's all about Anger is Art. Here's Hammer Blade and Twist and Fire. All right.
All right, Rock Goddess, got to let your head down. The band is getting active again, doing some shows here and there, maybe some new music. You never know. Right before that, brand new Destructor. That's called G-Force. The album comes out, I believe, in a few weeks on Pure Steel. I'm going to reach out to Dave Overkill, try to get him on the show. Uh, I was talking to him at the Defenders of All Asia. I told him we would make it happen. Uh, but I, I lost his number, and he rang the guy who put the show on. I don't know what happened. I think they deported him back to China. He's, like, uh, missing an action. So I don't think we're going to get a new one this year, Tay. Wow. 
Yeah, That's he was here like on, on a student visa or something because he was going to college uh, here in the U.S. And uh, then he got a job, but I guess he couldn't uh, stay. Uh, I don't, you know, it's always the hardworking, good people that come from other countries that they want to get yeah, out of right. here. Right, 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 <laughs> Which right. are the ones they want to keep in. But uh, we're not gonna have a political Man. talk tonight because we'll never get this show. <laughs> we'll never get this show going. This is true. This is true. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It is. All right. Well, uh, let me see what else. Uh, you know, uh, we were talking like, the week before this. I was saying I can't believe Tony Harnell is still on Skid Row. It's been a year, and that guy has no luck staying in bands. He just doesn't get along with anybody. It seems, and it's always like a problem that somebody else's fault. And then he left Skid Row yeah. like three days later. So, you know, I feel like I was like a Karnak thing with me. You know, and I kind of you know predicted that. But you know, Sebastian yeah. Bach, he's like dying, dying to get back into Skid Row. You know, what I mean, that's like. His lifelong oh, yeah. dream is to make that, even though he denies it here and there, uh, you know, and, and Snake, he, they don't just don't get along. And I, I keep praying to God that they don't relent and give in and put him back in the band because that's all he wants. And that would make him happy. And why make the guy happy? He's such a fucking jerk off, in my opinion. <laughs> and other people like him, Skid Row. But uh, I'm hoping that they just get like some unknown singer because if they go with another name brand person, it's not going to work out. You just get like an unknown, you know, that can handle all the different, you know, versions of Skid Row that you've had and, and maybe go out there and keep playing again. Bringing him back into the band is going to be the biggest mistake. But now he's like petitioning hard saying, well, I've made mistakes. I've said stupid stuff. You know, he's like doing anything he can now, like to play nice and get back in there. And I just don't want to yeah. see it happen. You know, it's like let them dangle that carrot in front of him for as long as they can, but then pull it away because he's a prick. Uh, you know, I'm just, just that's just my really personal <laughs> that's mean, my personal me, opinion. To me, Skid Row is not even on my you know, they they're like <laughs> it's not on your radar. <laughs> they're not on my radar, I'm sorry, you know. I know. They're not it, for it, a lot of people. I mean he he is a, a crazy, you know, type of front man and all that and he's comical to listen to and all that, but that that's about it, you know. I did like that show that they did uh, with uh, Ted Nugent, Scott Ian, uh, the dude from um, dude from. Um, remember, they did that show. I forgot what it was called. I'm trying to think. Uh, it was. It was so bad. Oh yeah, it yeah. Was... VH. I think it was on VH1. Um. Yeah. Oh man, I, I know what you're talking that. about. It was like that super band thing, but I had to put the put a write a song by the end of the you know the season or whatever, and, and get up and play. Exactly. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. I have to look that but up again. Was, that was pretty funny. It wasn't no, it was funny. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, let me see here. Well, it's <laughs> ten to seven. <laughs> Sean should be calling in in about ten minutes. We'll be talking all about Final Sign. How about we get on one more song before then, and uh, we'll jump into that. How about uh, let me see what we can do here. I got to find something that's time appropriate. I have a lot of songs like over 10 minutes long. I don't know why. Uh, I guess wow. I wasn't thinking when I uploaded all this music here today. But let me find something a little shorter than that. Uh, you know why? Here we go. Pretty Maids. Let's go old school off that first EP. Here's City Lights.
All right, that was Oracle, Purge and Fire. That song also features our guest tonight, Sean Pilato on vocals from back in the day. We'll just wait for uh, Sean to call in. We got a few minutes still here. T, you know what? Next week, we got a great show. Axel Rudy Pell is our guest next week, as uh, well as uh, Falcon Eddie Green from Phantom of Bam, you know, from Brooklyn back in the day. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we got a good show for everybody next week. Uh, you know, we've been doing pretty good with one guest a week this year, but uh, we kind of have to double up next week because uh, we got a lot of guests coming on starting February, and I'm trying to kind of spread them all out a little bit, you know, so it's not too much here and too little there. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. All right, you're, you're full of you. conversation tonight. Well, I <laughs> I know you're. Yeah, I know you're out of sync because you've been off the show for a couple of weeks. So I you got to get back into the groove. You're right. You're right. I, I get that completely. Yeah, well, not really. I think one week, <laughs> but it feels like forever when you're not around. Yeah, I guess. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I email said it. Phantom Cybercrist. That's it. Uh, we'll be on next week as well as Axel Rudy Pell from you know the German band Steeler, but he's been solo for like more than he was ever in Steeler. Uh, so we'll have an interview with him on also. Yeah, really? uh, yeah. I don't know who else we have. Uh, just all the interviews are starting to come in now, like from our outside contacts. We'll line them all up for February. I'm just trying to put everybody in place and uh, wrap it up uh, at the end of the year, at the end of the month because then we start Black History Month in February. And you know what fans we are of Black History, so we're going to concentrate on getting on as many guests as we can that month that represent the true colors of heavy metal mayhem. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? The diversity. Diversity, that's right. We're an equal opportunity show here. We want to give everybody a chance to express their heavy metal love. Yes. Well, we're kicking it off with Sicky Space K from Black Death, which is now Black Death Revisited. Uh, I guess I had to change the name a little bit because of some old band members, but I'm looking forward to talking to Sicky. He uh, sounds like a real fun guy. We should have a good interview with him at the end of the month. All right, so we're just going to wait for Sean to call in. Uh, I saw Tony Martin. They had like a plaque unveiling. I guess for for Cozy Powell, oh the other day God. Tony Naomi was there, Brian May was there, uh, a lot of people really, there. It was really nice that a lot of people showed, but then when they showed yeah. the plaque, it was like, what? <laughs> well, they look. You what know. was it? Three by five? It was like <laughs> the size of an index card. I was just like, I saw I a big piece hey. of wood mounted on the wall, <laughs> and I says, oh, it's probably like like eight by eleven, you know. And they yeah. take it off, and it's just like this little five by seven index card. I mean, it was nice, but geez. hey, at least he got something. I mean, come on, you know, other people don't get anything. At least they uh, get paid a little tribute to him. It's better than nothing, you know. Yeah, I really shouldn't, you know. But, but uh, you know, uh, one of the blabbermouth headlines of the day was Tony Martin may work with Tony Omi again in the future. You know, I may have sex again with my wife sometime, you know, in the, in the near future. I may <laughs> eat a donut in the future. There's a lot of things I may do in the future that haven't been done yet. I mean, Tommy how does that become like a show head- up two weeks? Tommy may show up two weeks in a row. Well, I know, I know we're good after the Super Bowl. We got you at least, you know, through the summer. You know, so uh, we're pretty good after the next two more weeks. Well, actually, Super Bowl's in February, a few weeks, but uh, I'm staying. But you know, don't play on a Sunday. Yeah, but that's not too often anyway. You know, it's it's you know it's rare. But they may do this, they may do that. You know, yeah, he goes. We haven't spoken in 15 years. He says, but we may work together in the future. Tony Omi's like 70 years old. To wrap it up the saboteur, it's a slim chance of none that that's ever going to happen. And really, is anybody chomping at the bit for that? I mean, you know, he's a great singer, and there were some pretty decent albums there, but, it was you, you know, nothing anybody's, like, dying for, you know? I don't yeah. know. 
They're still trying. He's still trying to get them all re-released again. Tony Young said one day he will get to it. I don't think anybody's really dying to get tired or forbidden you know, <laughs> on CD reissue, but eh, who knows? All right, hang, hang on a second. I think we got uh, Sean on the line. Let me connect him, and we'll get this interview going here. Hang on there. Hey, Sean, is that you? Yes, it is. How are you, buddy? How you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to have you on here today. Nice talking with you. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, anytime. Hey, well, listen, I got to tell you, you did a great job on this record, man. Whole Hide of Flame. I mean, you banged it out of the park with this one, my friend. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it did a great job. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, it's good that these guys are kind of keeping classic metal alive, but you are classic metal. I mean, you come from that generation from, you know, bands of that era. You know, but people don't, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not young guys at all. I mean, this is pretty much, every time Brian and I have gotten together, this is what we do. You know, we, yeah. we play this classic style of metal, and that's, that's just what comes out. It's natural. Uh, we're not trying to be anything we're not. Um, it's just, I think that's why, I think that's why people are taking to it because it's real and it's honest. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because you have a lot of bands today. I mean, you have, you know, bands that are like, you know, around in the eighties during the heyday of metal that broke up and have gotten back together. Then you have a lot of young bands with young kids that, you know, have gotten into that somehow and they're, you know, they're playing it because they, you know, they just realize it's great music, but it's like, it's like sometimes you get people that'll say, well, you know, it's not modern enough. It's, it's too retro. And then you get people saying, well, it's not retro enough. It's too modern. It's just like, you can never win no matter what you do, but if you're playing from your heart, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. I mean, if, if you play from your heart, like you said, if you play with honesty and intensity, I mean, I think that's, that's like a, a, a huge ingredient in, in metal period is intensity. You can play the notes, you can play fast, you can play heavy, you can scream, you can do whatever. But if, if there's no intensity there, then it's not going to register with people. Exactly. Well, I mean, listen, the band got together, what, about two years ago, a little over two years ago? Um, a little over two. Uh, Brian and I have known each other for, what is this, 2016 now? 17 years. So Brian and I go back a long way. Um our drummer, Kevin, uh, I was in a band with Kevin two years prior to that. So Kevin and I go back almost 19 years. Um, so like I said, we, we've been around the block a few times. We've played in bands together a few times. Um, uh, but this particular, uh, this particular incarnation. Yeah. A couple of years ago, Brian called me up and said, listen, I've, I've recorded a record, but I have no singer. Would you want to come back and do it? And Brian and I have really good chemistry, I feel like. And uh, w the record we made back in 2000 um, called K-Octave, uh, it, it had been that long. It had been, you know, at that point, 14, 13 years since we did anything together, and we always wanted to. So when Brian called me, it seemed like the perfect opportunity to get back together and, and, and make some metal. Yeah. Well, I, was it difficult getting, I mean... Two years down the road, you still have the same lineup. That's impressive to begin with because it seems like nobody can stay in a band anymore today. And, and within, oh, a two year, within a two-year time period, you got the first album out. You know, so it kind of moved you know, pretty quick. Uh, at least it looks that way on the outside, but people don't realize there's a lot going on behind the scenes to make this happen. It isn't like you just woke up and did it. Oh, no, there's, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, you, know, uh, it, you know, I say two years. Uh, it's two years since Brian called me to sing on it. 
Now, you got to remember, he already had the record recorded. So, you know, he had been putting the songs together. A couple of guys cycled in and out while he was putting the songs together. Uh, then he settled on Kevin and Howard, who are in the band now. And uh, once everything was done, it was like, Sean, I need a singer. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll come do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, was, it, it was an easy choice. It was an easy choice for me because I like the way Brian plays. I like the music Brian writes. And, and like I said, he just, you know, he and I just bring something out of each other, I think. And I just, I really like the way it sounds. Yeah. You know, Sean, what are the challenges today? And like, just like we were saying, keeping a band together, uh, trying to make something happen with it. I mean, it may not be the 80s anymore, but there's been this great resurgence over the last five or six years where people are really appreciating the music again. Uh, I mean, what do you have to do like to, to make it viable to like people? Um, well, logistics is a, is a tough thing. Um, a lot, you know, unless you're starting, you know, in the garage with your buddies, you know, that we all live in the same neighborhood or whatever, you're probably playing with guys who live in different cities and, and different parts of the country and things like that, especially these days. I mean, these days it's so, so common to have band members in different cities, different countries, even different States. And, Keeping it together is tough. I mean, uh, we all, the four guys in the band, we're all at least an hour and 20 minutes away from each other. So what, 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 really, what it really boils down to is how bad do you want to do it? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. How badly do you want to make this music? How, how, how committed are you to it? And if you are, then, you know, 90% of the game is showing up. And... I think uh, obviously finances have changed compared to even you know 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, heavy metal isn't a career opportunity, really. <laughs> you know, especially uh, especially uh, classic uh, traditional heavy metal. It's not a career opportunity. You're not going to make a ton of money playing it. And a lot of the guys playing it are my age. I mean, I'm 44. And I'm the youngest guy in this band. And, you know, we've all been doing this for a long time. And it comes down to these days, you have to love it. You have to love what you're doing. And you have to choose to show up for that reason. Yeah. And, if you, and if you do that, you know, this is what happens. You get your record done. It comes out. You know, you manage to play some shows. And you have to, to me, I think a lot of bands have lost sight of the love of it. And I want to tell you one thing. Any band, I don't care if it's guys like me in their 40s or kids in their 20s who are starting a heavy metal band that is classic, traditional heavy metal, they're doing it because they love it, because they already know you're going to have to work really, 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 really hard to keep it going. And so I applaud anybody that, that is starting a new heavy metal band these days because it takes dedication to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, getting back to what you're saying about bands that play like, you know, like over the internet today, you'll have a member in California, one in New York, one over in Europe somewhere, one in China, you know, they're all over the world. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes absolutely. it works when it's like a studio project and all you really want to do is record. But when you're like a real band and wants to get out and play live, I think something's missing when the band isn't together, you know, or lives near each other where you can go back and forth, you're in the studio, you're rehearsing, you change the parts around. That takes forever with the internet. And, and just something's missing when you hear that music. Maybe it's just me. But you can kind of tell when a band is a band that plays together. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think uh, in, in, not to say there haven't been some really good records made over the internet where the guys aren't together, uh, because there have been. 
Um, but I think there's something, there's something tangible, I think, that you can hear when the band basically wrote the songs together in the room, uh, changed parts here and there, worked through all the changes, and, and, and did everything together. I mean, there's a, there's a chemistry and a cohesiveness there that I think, I think you can hear it, you know? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. but yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Now, if your goal is just to make records and stick them out there and sit around and then make another record, you know, working on the internet's fine. And I've done that. I've done that a lot actually. Um, but there's a big difference if you want to take a band live, which is what we're planning on doing. Um, we, we definitely want to play some shows and you have to have a different mindset if, if, if that's what you want to do. So it, it, it's two completely different beasts, as they say. Yeah. Plus it's a lot easier to get on each other's nerves. We're in the same studio all the time. That's a big thing. If you want to really bother somebody in the band. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You push, you can push each other's buttons and, you know, piss <laughs> each other off. And <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think back over the years, North Carolina, it was like a mixed bag of nuts. You had a lot of great bands that came out of there at different times, maybe not all together, you know, different eras of, you know, of music in the state. When you play like, you know, when you when you live in New York or you live in Los Angeles, I mean, the pool that you have to draw from, like, of musicians is great. But, like, if you're starting a metal band that wants to play a certain genre of music, you're in a smaller place. Is it really difficult finding three or four or five guys that have the same kind of, you know, interest in music and desire to want to play? Um. A little bit, which is why, if you kind of look around down here, a lot of the guys that are down here play in two or three different bands, <laughs> yeah. because the pool is so small, and we all know each other, and you know, yeah, it, it's hard. Sometimes it is hard to find guys. You know, Brian. Brian plays in October Thirty One, and he plays with us, and he has his own band. Uh, called Hellstorms Hell on Earth, where he plays songs from all the different things he's been in. So, you know, that's what you have to do. I mean, there's you got to be in more than one band if 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 you want to continue to do music. And it's tough to find people. And what makes it even harder is when you do want to start something new, the fact that everybody is already in two or three bands, it's hard to find the guy who's willing to go, yeah, I'll show up, you know, yeah, I know. And, and, and not say, man, I've already got this and I've already got that and I just don't have time and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's tough. It's, it, it's tough, especially playing something like we're playing. I mean, to find guys who, who, uh, who really love it. Cause again, I, I know I keep going back to this, but you have to love it to do it if you don't love it it's going to show and you're going to quit and you know it's not it's not going to pan out you have to love it so finding guys who love it and who are willing to show up is is the tough part i know you know right before right before you called in i played uh, the purge of five from oracle uh before oh, you came on. wow uh, what a <laughs> great band yeah what a great band and record back then and I think back, I'm like, you know, it was like around 90, maybe 92. So forgive me. I'm, you know, I'm a little older than you. And I, I kind of forget more than 92, yesterday. But 92. 92. Yeah, I know 92. it was really 90. Mm -hmm. But that was like, that was like a, really, that was like the, the turning point in metal between 90 and 92 when everything just kind of fell apart. Grunts took over. I was like, man, you know, that album kind of got lost in the mix back then because it was just like yeah. the, our music was falling out of favor at that time. And, and it bothered me because like, this is such a great record. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was the first record I ever made. And I still, I look back on it and I love it. And I am like, again, just, just you telling me that you just played that song. I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, here we are 24 years after it came out. 
and you're playing a song from it on the radio. And I'm just like, that, that, that amazes me. And it seems like every time I put something out, every time that I have a record come out, somebody from somewhere emails me and says, yeah, Oracle. And I'm just like, wow, people really still like that. and remember it because, you know, we were all psyched about it when we made it and we tried to get signed and we tried a bunch of stuff and nobody would pick it up. So we just put it out ourselves and there was only ever a thousand CDs of the original version ever made. And that was back in 1992. So, you know, if you can find an original, you know, good luck. But uh, yeah. luckily, it's been re- luckily it's been reissued, which I'm very grateful for. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a turning point. Um, definitely, music was definitely changing. But I think looking back, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I think if the metal bands who were metal bands had stuck to their guns and stuck to what they were good at and what they were true to from the beginning and not tried to change and not tried to either go commercial or go grunge or whatever. Um, I think metal would have been a lot healthier than it was in the nineties. Now, now throughout the nineties, there was, there were still a ton of bands, especially coming out of Europe. But as far as us bands, it really got driven way, way, way underground in the nineties. So but looking back, you know, if, if Testament hadn't tried to go commercial and Megadeth hadn't tried to go commercial, then all the other bands wouldn't have followed them. You know, it's all Metallica's fault because once Inner Sandman got popular, everybody <laughs> wanted to write the next Inner. Everyone wanted to write the next Inner Sandman. Everybody wanted everybody that was complicated and progressive wanted to go simple, and everybody who was doing the the high Queen's Reich vocals and things like that wanted to stop doing that. And that's actually one of the reasons Oracle broke up. <laughs> I got kicked out of Oracle because uh, I was complaining because they were wanting to change style a little bit, simplify have me sing lower and grittier and that kind of thing. And I'm just like, this, this is not Oracle. I hate this. This sucks. And yeah. I bitched and pissed and moaned about it enough that they kicked me out. <laughs> so, well, you so, know what? Uh, I, I'm glad that you have enough morals to stand by your music. Cause you know, I was talking about anthrax. So how, you know, no matter what comes out, anthrax changes their style, no matter what it is, it could be rap metal, funk metal, this metal anthrax is going to play whatever is popular to stay relevant, but you yeah. kind of lose your initial fan base by, you know, not sticking by your guns. And a lot of bands have over the years. I'm glad that at least you felt the same way where you're saying, you know, this isn't me, this isn't our music and I'm not going to do it. Well, I, there is a certain, yeah, there, there's a certain integrity to it, but also I didn't have the pressure of that being my job. See, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole other, there's a whole other scenario with a band like Anthrax. A band like Anthrax, once they reach a certain point, they're making money, it becomes a business and they have to keep that business going. And if they, they continue to do what, you know, what they want or what is what falls out of favor, that business is going to fail, you know, um, in my, or, or at least at the very least make less money. And, you know, when you're part of a major label like that, that's a major corporation. They don't want you to make less money. They want you to make more money, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's, it's, I think it's much different for bands at that level than it is for bands uh, from like, let's say the century media level down. It's easier, I think, to stay true and, and do exactly what you want uh, than it is for bands at that level, I think. Do you that's think why I took until, that's, that, that, that's why I took Metallica until 2008 to try to do another thrash album. Well, that, that's you know true. I, mean? I agree with you. I agree with you there. But do you, as an artist, do you worry about your fans losing, you know, your core base that kind of, 
got you to where you were, or they say to yourself, you know what, we may lose, you know, a few of them or a lot of them, but look at the new ones that we're going to gain. That was kind of Metallica's attitude. They always said, you know, we, we, you know, we don't want to lose old fans, but you know, we've got ten thousand more than we ever had before with the music we're playing now. Right. Well, that that's always the trade-off, and what that comes down to is is not everybody is going to like every single thing you do every time you do it. You know, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things. And, and I've seen it, I've seen it in everybody. I'm sure you've seen it a thousand times. If a band changes a lot, then you see a large crowd of people who say, Oh, they need to go back to being, you know, what they were, you know, whatever. But if they don't change, then the same crowd of people will say, Oh God, it's the same thing over and over again. You know? So, well, which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're never, you're never, yeah, never going to win. Right, exactly. So, you know, not everybody's going to like everything every time. So my thing is, is, you know, if you change, want to change. Don't change because you think someone wants you to. You know, if, if this is where you're going naturally and you want to change and you stand behind it, then do it. Just know that not everybody's going to like it. And at yeah. the same time, if you don't want to change, if you want to remain as old school and raw as possible, just know that not everybody's going to continue to like it. But do it from your heart. That's what, I'm, that's what I was getting back to earlier. Like you said, if it's from your heart and it has intensity and it has passion, there will always be some sort of audience for it. It just may not yeah. always be the same people over, you know, the entire time. So. Yep. True. You know, it's funny because metalheads are, are we're a funny breed because, you know, we're probably about as diehard as you can get when it comes to our bands, you know, I mean, more than I think any other genre of music. And it's like, you know, we feel like, you know, we own that band, like, we're, you know, we're a part of it. It's like they belong to us. But man, as soon as that band right. makes it, and you, you know, you're like, you know, I wish this band would make it. They're so great. I hope they could play, you know, it can raise. But as soon as they do, we like abandon them. We're like, well, now they're too big. They're not on the ground anymore. It's like, it's like, you, there's no getting around it. All right. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Again, you can't please everybody. And there's, I've heard people say, "Oh, that they should have been the biggest band in the world." I say, like, "Well, if they were the biggest band in the world, that requires a certain amount of passing fans who aren't who were just there for that song or there for that record and then go away." So, you know, I would rather. I've always said I would rather have a small fan base who really loves what I do than have a huge, huge fan base that might like, that might like one song and halfway pay attention to it. And then my CD ends up, you know, under the seat of their car or they lose it or they trade it away. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And what, what, was, what was the point of that sale? It doesn't matter. That sale doesn't matter. That CD got lost or that CD got traded in anyway. So I'd rather have people buy my music and listen to, listen to final sign and listen to anything I do who who truly love it and truly get something out of it, not just, oh, hey, I kind of like that song, buy it and then lose it and give it away or whatever. You know what I mean? That That's that, that's an empty sale as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no, I agree with you on that. You know, I, I don't know if I read it right, but I also heard that you're, you're singing with Lipstay now. Yes, I am. Uh, you got to get Greg moving over there. He's very slow, but uh, what a great guitar player. Hey, man. Hey, listen. Wait. Oh, Greg Greg is amazing, dude. Greg is amazing. And I, we've already done two shows. We've done uh, – we did a show with The Chance with House of Lords. 
And uh, then we went to uh, Golden, Colorado and played with House of Lords. So uh, we had two really good shows, especially the one in Colorado was a great show. Had a good turnout and we had had a great time, dude. And we're we're inching ever closer to the record. Uh, I would say within the next four to five weeks, I'll be recording my vocals for the album. And, oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah, dude. So it's coming, man. It's coming in late spring, uh, early to midsummer, kind of in that range. When the weather warms up, there should be a Live Say record. So, uh, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And, dude, the songs are so good. Everybody's playing really, really well. And I- I'm excited about it because the, the, the thing I like about doing what I do is I get to sing a lot of different styles of music. Um, you know, Oracle kind of falls along the same lines as Final Sign. But Livesay is completely different. Livesay is yeah. much more melodic and much more in the, you know, rainbow, ingve kind of melodic vibe, you know. And um, that, that's, what, that's what's cool about, I guess, the way the scene works now. It's like I said, you kind of have to be in more than one band to stay busy. And that's what I like about it. So I get to go do Final Sign and get all aggressive and heavy and thrashy. And then I get to go do Say, which is much more melodic and catchy, which I love at the same time. You know, so I get to play different kinds of music, sing, sing in different styles, write different kinds of lyrics. And it's just, it's, it's very well-rounded in that sense. And it, it just, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. So yeah, the Say record is definitely coming. It's going to be on Kibble Records. And, uh, it's going to be a monster, dude. It's going to be a really good record. I'm, I'm excited for everybody to hear it. And um, hopefully by the time the weather warms up good, everybody will have it. Uh, I, I hope it warms up soon, <laughs> even though it's only like really one cold week because we had a pretty nice <laughs> we've had pretty nice weather up here in New York until like the end of the, you know, the, end of the year. Uh, but Greg's been on the yeah. show before in the past. I love talking with Greg, and I can't wait for that record to come out. But sure, I'm going to have to let you go in a few minutes because I want to get on a couple of songs off the Final Sign record. I know it's out on Dive okay. Bomb. People can pick it up now. Uh, what do you got yeah. coming up with the band? I mean, you got anything planned right now? Are you working on plans for the for 2016? With Final Sign? Yes. 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 Um, we have our we have our sh- we have a show on March 11th in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, we're playing with uh, Widow, and then we're trying to line up another one um, for the beginning of May. And uh, this is not a band because everybody else, obviously, I'm in Live Say, I'm in Final Sign. Brian's in October 31. Brian's in Final Sign. So we're, we probably won't, you know, quote unquote, tour and play a ton of shows. But we are going to get out. We are going to get out and play some shows and uh, hopefully get some footage and things like that. Uh, we've already we're already a few songs into uh, writing potentially another album. So uh, we're definitely progressing and moving forward in that sense. Oh, that's great news, man. I'm hoping that you can make it up here to New York City or New Jersey one day. I would love to see you guys I hope live. So too. It'll be great. Hey, well, Sean, listen, I can't thank you enough for talking with me today. Go enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. I'm sorry I put you through this torment of uh, talking to me for the last half hour, but it was great having you on here. I, I, I had a great time talking to you, man. It was not a torment at all. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Sean, you take care, buddy. I'm going to get on some music off the record for everybody to hear. All right, man. Later. You take care. All right. How about some final sign? Great record like we were talking about. If you haven't picked it up, this is definitely a must-have. Here's Darren the Sun.
All right. Bye-bye. Microphones get all messed up here. That was the title track of the final sign record, Hold High to Flame, out on Dive Bomb. If you haven't picked it up, go and grab yourself a copy of it. T, we only got like a half hour left in the show, buddy. It went by really quick today. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about making the show three hours because we're going to wrap up the metal matinee. And I, I think yeah, I like, heard you say that this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting tired of doing morning. it. You know, I it's... Mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting tired. You know, it's it's a lot of work trying to upload two shows, you know, doing the two shows a week with the music, and I just don't have the time anymore. So we're going to, you know, when I first started doing that, when we did the show in 2008, it was like September. I was like, you know what? I'm probably never going to have enough ideas to get till the end of the year. But we made it eight years later you know, with a different idea every week, 52 weeks a year for eight years. So I think it's time to wrap it up. I am running out of ideas. I just can't come up with anything new or original, and it's just getting really time-consuming, you know? So we'll just stick to the Sunday show. And I was going to say, you know, we're able to do it for three hours. But then, like, when I'm here now, I'm like, you know, three hours is coming along also. So <laughs> we'll just keep it to two. And if we have, I like, mean, a lot of guests on one show, we can you expand go, it. Right. There you go. Right. So you take it, we'll do it uh, like that. Like a show-by-show show basis, you know. Exactly. I've been making each show two and a half hours each week, but we still end at 8 o'clock. At least I'll leave yeah. that time in case, you know, how many times we have, like, two guests on the show or three guests, and we got to rush the interviews because we're running out of time. So at least this way. If we need the time, it's there. If not, we just wrap it up like kind of eight o'clock at night, and you know, I, you know. Plus, now right. Downton Abbey is on. I gotta get upstairs and watch Downton Abbey. Shameless comes back yeah, on gotta, tonight, and hopefully, the I Real Housewives of New Jersey get back up. Good. There's like a couple of young, you know, like middle-aged girls at work, you know, and they're like talking about television. The girl goes, "I really like that Downtown Abbey. It's so good." I'm like, <laughs> Downtown Abbey. I'm like. Where is that downtown Abbey? She goes, oh, it's in England. I know that. I'm like, oh, my God. These kids are so fucking stupid. They uh, don't even hey, read I, the fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like the title of the fucking show, Downtown the fir- Abbey. The, the, first time, the first time I heard it a few years ago, I thought it was, I yeah. thought it was Downtown Abbey until I looked at the title. Uh, you know, my yeah, wife but, watches it I mean, all the this time. Because I really love it. You know, I, can't, I can't miss it. I mean, after you watch a show two, three times, you know, you start to say, well, you know, what is, you know, what is the name of it, you know? Exactly. A, exactly. I don't know. I, I just thought it was funny. Well, I, my, my, my wife started watching that around the third season. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm not really into that. I'm not really into those type of shows. Uh, she was like, you know, I would have loved to see the first one or two. I, you know, I, you know, to see what happened, how it got started. So I went and I bought her, like, the DVDs for the first two seasons. And there's, like, whatever, like, 15 episodes in each one. So she was playing them, like, back-to-back for, like, a week and a half straight. So I wanted them having to sit there watching them. And I wanted them to get hooked on it myself. So I started yeah, watching her, like, after that. And, you know, we, we enjoyed it. I actually – I watched the whole season already because they actually air it in September in the U.K. And then they start – they air it here in uh, – but I have, like, the website, you know, where I can watch it. So I kind of watch it all on my phone, like, before the season. But it's nice watching it on a big screen TV now instead of the little one. But I'm waiting for the Real Housewives in New Jersey to come back on because that's my favorite one in the, in the bunch – and, you know, yeah, I like all that gossipy shit. You know, I'm, I'm into, like, all that girly gossipy crap. You know, I'm, I'm like a fucking yenta. But uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that to come back on. Now that she's out of jail, Teresa, maybe it'll start filming again and I get that on there. But I got to say one thing. You know, I read my uh, TMZ, you know, the, the, the gossip show. I go to the website yeah. every day to keep up on all my celebrity gossip. And, you know, I watch it. it, it I, at least when Lemmy died, they were one of the first to put it up there that he passed away. And they had yeah, constant, no, like, you know, uh, info and update that. about it. Everything that happened, the memorial service, you know, the, the tribute at the rainbow, they had, you know, footage of it. And, and so I got to give them credit for that. At least they, uh, you know, 
honored, you know, lemmings. So that was good. No, they're, 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 they're pretty cool that way, you know, like they, you know, they're very current, like, you know, they're not just uh, whatever they like, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know what it is? They have such a diverse, you know, bunch of, uh, I'm going to say kids. People there. They're all kids to me. <laughs> People. So, you know, they have different different tastes and all that, and it's constantly changing. And, I mean, come on, he was an icon of L.A., you know, and that's where the show's based, no? It's definitely based Abs- in Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they they have a they have a double decker tour bus here in New York that takes you like around to like I guess different celebrity joints like where they hang out. I guess you can like try to spot them or whatever. Uh, I have to yeah. maybe try that in the summer. It's too cold to get on a double decker bus in New York right now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, right. we'll wait till the springtime. Hey, you know we got lucky. Come on, we went to almost the, the we went to almost the end of the year. Oh, Actually, up until this week, we only had like one or two like really chilly days, and this week is going to be cold. But we made it this far, which was pretty good. I still don't really see any snow in the forecast for the next week or so. So I'm kind of happy about that. Oh, yeah. We've been very, very lucky as far as that goes. I mean, we're, I know. You know I, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, well, we still got, we still, <laughs> it's still on in the middle of January, if not even that yet. We still got a while to go, but exactly. I'm hoping that we get a little break this year compared to the last two, which were really brutal cold wise and snow wise. I don't know. I'm getting ready for retirement, buddy. I mean, you got a little less time than me, but uh, I'm getting ready, man. I'm 59 months. I'm counting down. Wow. God bless you. Yeah, you got less you than me, but I'm just. Time? No, but I mean, you could put it. I mean, you put it. Yeah, you, you put your mind to it. You know, I haven't really even thought of that. You know. Oh, I put my it, mind it to it the day after on, I started. Puns. <laughs> it depends on how much they bust our balls. That's how I look at it. You know. Yeah, yeah. We and got a lot of changes going on right now. Yeah, a lot, a lot of changes, a lot of changes. Yeah. And we well, got, I, I, you know, in June, another fucking June that we got to worry about, you know, so. Well, that's why uh, I said whatever comes out of it this June, if we, you know, we settle with a new contract for four years, that'll be it for me. When that contract's over, I retire. You know, got the 27 going on 28 years this uh, June, so I don't really, it's just the age I need a little bit with the age, but I'm taking that and I'm running. Five years, that's it, I'm done. I'm taking what they give me and I'm getting the hell out and I'm. They come up. Oh, they come up with a pack. I hope. Oof, uh, I hope oh, that would benefit you. I'm still a little that. too far away, but that would that would really work for you. Yeah, yeah. I got people like, what the hell are these two guys talking about? What the hell are they talking about? Oh, hey, we won't talk about work yeah. no more. We'll move on God to the music. Bless. God bless. Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made it this long. I feel bad for the next generation coming through, but you know what? After a while, you got to worry about yourself sometimes. So uh, we're done. That's it. We did our 30 years, man. Come on. 30 yep. years in the same company doing the same crap, you know? I know. Well, you know. It's hard. Anybody that thinks it's easy doing nothing every day for 30 years, they're highly mistaken. It's a talent and an art <laughs> to accomplish that. Oh, you crazy <laughs> bastard. Uh, like my wife's like, what are you going to do your retire? I'm like, I pretty much been semi-retired for the last 25 years anyway, so I mean, how much more can I do? It's <laughs> just so the other half of the time. How much, but... how much more can I not do? <laughs> <laughs> how much more can I not do? That's <laughs> like what I love when my kids come home with something from work or anything. They talk about work like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys don't know what it's like to bust your ass. My wife looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> they don't know, but I show up every day, so that's all that matters. That's it. At, at, at our company, that's the whole job—just showing up. <laughs> that's all they want. That's all they care. That's it. All right, let's get some music right now. Here's Avenger. All right. Uh, is it Avenger? Yeah. Do I, yeah. I mean, let's get Avenger on. Here you go. Prayers of Steel. <laughs> 
Man, I love that Avenger record. What a great album. 
All right, T, you know what? Nobody hit that uh that Powerball again uh Saturday night. The same that I guess Tuesday, Wednesday, the next drawing. Uh one and a half Wednesday. billion dollars. Wednesday. One and a half. Yeah, but the, the predicting so one and a half by by Wednesday. Oh, I'm like, man. even even with the cash out, that's seven hundred and fifty million. Even if the taxes, that's five hundred million. You're coming on with that's a half of a half a billion dollars. I I never play these things because I'm like that guy from a Bronx telling me what he touches, it turns to shit and it fucking doesn't win. You may as well rip up the tickets yeah. before you go to the track. But I'm gonna buy a couple of tickets, man. I tell you, if I hit. Holy shit, I'm getting new tires for my car. I'm going to just pay for the bus to go to work each day without buying the discount, the monthly pass. No more of this shit. I'm going to live it up, boy, I tell you. <laughs> you crazy bastard. I'm even going to get the synthetic oil when I change the oil in the car from now on. No more, <laughs> no more regular oil. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I'm oh. splurging, man. I'm going to be a billionaire. I have, I'm going to be half a billionaire. Half a billionaire. We're not, yeah, we're not going to live like we're coming from the ghetto no more. We're going to live in style. Okay. You know, we got to live it up. Moving on up. Moving, moving on, on up. <laughs> I tell you what, that I'm moving on out. I'm moving right out of New York. I'm not even waiting no more. I told oh. my wife, we'll leave the keys in the front door. Whoever finds it can keep the house. We're just moving the hell out of here. I hear you. Get out of New keep York City. House. Go down to where the weather is warm. Oh, definitely. I'm buying an island. Uh, I already got my eyes on an island. You know, they were showing you islands, too. Like, you know, they can get for like yeah. a couple of million dollars. Some already have houses yeah. and electric and... I was like, that's not yeah, a bad idea because yeah. I, I, I really, you know, I, I hate people. I don't like being around yeah. people, I, you know. There so you that's go. like the perfect thing for me, being on an island by myself, the island of me. Yeah. Holy cow! The island. Of I can't me. believe that. <laughs> yeah. The island. My wife was like, my wife was like, <laughs> my wife was like, what would we do if we hit that money? I said, I know I'm going to leave you. What else comes after that is beyond me. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would never leave my wife. <laughs> Well, she's entitled to have, unfortunately. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she's entitled to some happiness. <laughs> yeah, but oh my God, can you imagine what? What? A, sometimes I'm like, That's a oh lot of money. So maybe it would be nice if a lot of people hit, it's like a couple of million yeah. each. That way, a lot of people, you know, you know, could kind of yeah. benefit from it. Not a bad deal, huh? Well, if it's not me, then I hope it, or any of my best friends, then I hope a couple of people win. But if it's me, I want it all myself. I'm sorry. I, I don't blame you one bit. I don't blame you one I'm bit. Sorry. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest, man. I want it all myself. I don't blame you. Hey, listen, if I, I want take care, oh my. I take care of a lot of people. I take care of a lot of people, but. That's what I say. If I, I win, all, all my friends myself. win because I'm going to share with everybody, all my close friends, everybody I would share with. Yeah, it's a pipe definitely. dream, but you know what? What is the old yeah, saying? You know. All this is a dollar and a dream, you know? That's what the truth. Well, it's $2, but yeah. Oh, $2. <laughs> yeah, the ticket is $2. But, you know, it works. It works. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll pretty, take it. It's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. I know. It can go up to one point, one and a half. Oh, God damn. Incredible. I, if nobody hits this week, I can only imagine. I, I, it's, it's just it's just taking out the amount of money. It's mind-boggling. But you know what? I hope somebody that, you know, like a young person, at least if we don't win it, who works hard for a living, you know, uh, gets it. Yeah, it seems yeah. to always be like these 70-year-old people that are kind of well off anyway. They've lived comfortable lives. They get it. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, come on. Give it to somebody that's like, you know, yeah, got a only, family. They're, a lot they're, only gonna give it, they're only going to end up giving it to their kids. But did you uh, hear um, Staten Island was a mega, a mega ticket for $105 yeah. million. 
Yeah. I know. That's, that was pretty good. I wish I was that guy, but yeah. it wasn't me. And they it wasn't anybody they I knew. haven't come forward yet. So, well, I mean, it was only Friday, but, uh, yeah, you never know, man. You never know. Oh, man. I just $500 million. I, I mean, you know what? With that money, I know I could depixelate the Japanese porn if I had that kind of money. I know I would just make my own <laughs> Japanese porn. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Is I would just hire my own Japanese up, porn stars. You could set up your own exactly. I know yeah, that's what I'm. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna do. We'll, we're gonna that's open up it. a Japanese porn channel. You'll be my CEO, okay. and I'll be the president, yeah. and we'll open up our own Japanese porn channel. That's what we'll do. Sounds good. That sounds good. And we'll, and and we'll, and we'll film I'll it right here a, in New York. I'll start a heavy metal, uh, a heavy metal label. Definitely. You uh, Sounds like a plan to me. All right, let's wrap it up here tonight. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Sean Pilata for final sign. For Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget the metal matinee this Thursday. It's the year of metal 2006. We're never gonna make it to the end of the decade because the metal matinees are wrapping up in about you know eight or nine weeks. But uh, stick around for that. And next week, Axel Rudy Pell and Falcon Eddie Green from Phantom. We'll have a great show. You know what? We were talking about Venom Inc. earlier. They don't have anything new yet, but they are recording an album, according to Tony. Uh, we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. But we'll get on some classic Venom, and we'll wrap it up with that tonight. How does that sound? Sounds good, man. All right. I'll talk Thanks. to you later, buddy. It was good having you back again in the fold. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care, everybody, mm -hmm. and uh, keep rocking. You got it. I'll see you next week. How about we close it out with the Buried Alive? We are brought forth unto this world with nothing, and with nothing we depart. So I commend this body to the ground with loving remembrance. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes,
best heavy metal anywhere. BlogTalkRadio.com and Heavy Metal Mayhem. Mayhem. 